today's episode is going to be about taking space and being unapologetically you. Um, also, fuck imposter syndrome. Let's talk about that too, because imposter syndrome is a whole ass bitch and I hate her. I hate her so much. So let's deep dive into that. Imposter syndrome is when you feel like you don't belong in a space. When you feel like a certain experience or a certain job or a certain person or whatever is not meant for you. That is imposter syndrome. When you feel like your craft isn't good enough to show to the world because, well, there's already a lot of podcasters out there. What's the difference if I make a podcast? Um, is somebody going to think that I'm copying them? Is somebody going to think that I'm being fraudulent? No. Who gives a fuck what anybody thinks? That is how you battle imposter syndrome. Um, and I know that a lot of people are like, it's easier said than done because I was one of those people um, before I embarked on, you know, a discovery of identity and self-love. And I want to speak about that a little bit today because I, as I'm going along and as time is passing, I'm realizing how many people I have in my life that are afraid to be their true and authentic self because they feel afraid. And I don't want you guys to feel afraid. I want you guys to be unapologetically you 100% of the time. And I want to give you some tips and tools that can help you get there because I want to see all of my friends and family and loved ones win. And genuinely, I know that there are so many people that have talents that are unshown to the world because they're afraid. And I don't want that. I want you guys to be you. 100% you. And I promise you that the world is going to love you. And if you feel like the world isn't going to love you, then I want you to focus on the fact that I love you. So an example of imposter syndrome would be me starting this podcast, for example. Um, I've always enjoyed podcasts. I, it never really crossed my mind for me to make one. I mean, I had thought about it before in the past and I was kind of like, why would I make a podcast? One, it's a lot of work. Um, two, who wants to hear my voice? Because sometimes I think my voice is annoying. Um, three, I'm like, what would I even talk about? I felt fake. I felt like even the idea of wanting to create this, I felt like it just wasn't of me. And I let that thought control how I decided to move forward in my life for a really, really long time. A little bit of background story about me is when I was getting ready to graduate high school and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to go to college for and study. I was thinking, okay, what are some things that I really enjoy doing in my life? And, you know, some hobbies that I had were I liked to sing, but I was like, I don't really think that like my career is in singing. I didn't feel that much of a passion towards it. I did mariachi. I played guitar, but um, in my early years of high school, I kind of lost the passion for that because 
I just didn't have a good experience in high school with, you know, with like music. And then I started dancing and I was like, okay, I like dancing. I have a lot of fun, especially belly dancing. It's so much fun. But I didn't see that as like my career. I definitely saw that as like something that I would do on a pastime, as a hobby, whatever. And then my mom kind of like helped me get my gears going a little bit. And she was like, okay, well, you used to write poetry. And I did. And I loved writing. And writing was just such a strong point for me. She goes, my friend, you know, he's the director of the journalism program. Why don't you come and take a look? And so I um, step, I think it was like during spring break or something. I like went into his class and, you know, I got to see how the newspaper was ran and how the team worked together and like the different things that they talked about and the topics and what they were going to discuss and how they distributed the the articles and i loved it and i was like okay i think this is where i want to go i think i want to study journalism so as i joined southwestern and as i got further into my journalism career and i started writing and I started doing articles and I started winning awards. I was like, this is my passion. This is where I belong. This is what's for me. And some events happened in life. Um, I got pregnant. I didn't get to transfer to Chico State like I was already in the works to do. Um, they had the best journalism program. I felt really connected to the school when I went to go visit. And I think that after that happened um i lost i wouldn't say interest but i just felt like okay well that's not my calling apparently you know now i have to readjust my life based on the things that are going on in my life right now like i am a new mom i'm young um i can't leave to school what am i gonna do now needless to say even though it took me a lot longer to uh, graduate from my for my associate's degree after I got it, I was like, okay, well, there's no point in me pursuing a journalism career because one, although I love to write and I'm amazing at it, I don't want to go write for a newspaper or, you know, somewhere where they're going to tell me what I have to write. Like I was thinking, okay, if I go work for the Union Tribune, I don't want to cover the sewage system. Like I don't want to have to go and interview people about it. Like that's not of interest to me. I wanted to write about things that I found to be intriguing that peaked like something inside of me. And I felt like I wasn't going to find that in print and print and its own is dying. You know, it's still dying. I think um, the one thing I think that came good out of the pandemic is people started to pick up books again. I love that. But I also feel like as far as journalism print goes, People aren't buying magazines anymore. You know, they're not buying subscriptions to the Union Tribune. And I kind of felt like, okay, well, like electronic, what's going to work? Like as far as the internet goes. And I just couldn't find an avenue for me that I felt would be my calling. I started to look at online publications that um, were Latino based like Me Too or um, I think there's another one I can't think right now. But then when or like BuzzFeed. And so when I would go to their website and see what kind of op like openings they had and what kind of options they had for writers, it was like I had to relocate to L.A. And being a mom, 
that just wasn't possible for me. And so I was like, okay, I guess this whole writing career just is not for me. And I'm, I'm not going to be able to go anywhere with this. And if I do try, I'm going to have to intern somewhere. I'm not going to make any money. I said, so I'm just going to have to get into the corporate world. And that's what I did. And I was not fulfilled at all. Um, I landed a job where I made great money. I worked at T-Mobile. I was a manager. It was great. I had, you know, I had the funds, but I had no drive. I had no passion there. And when I left that, that work, that workplace, and when COVID happened and I ended up without a job and I was pregnant again for the second time and I had just decided to enroll back into school to get my bachelor's degree I was like all right what the fuck am I doing with my life right now like where am I going with this and I decided to go to school and get a strategic communications um, degree with an emphasis on public relations and marketing I felt okay my background in journalism will be of use in this degree And with the communications degree, I felt like, okay, well, there could be different avenues that I can, you know, get a job in. My idea was like, I think I'd be great at PR. I do think I'd be great at PR. I think I'd be great at marketing also. But I think PR would be more of like, I'm more on the field in that sense. Um, And I liked that. So I got my degree. And after I was like, all right, now, what am I going to do with it? I don't know if any of you guys have a communications degree, but I was just looking on LinkedIn. I Googled and although there were positions that are open for communication specialists or whatever, you know, amongst those lines, you need experience. And then to get into like a marketing firm, you need experience. And then a lot of marketing firms that I saw, I was like, I really have no interest in this um, subject, you know, like, I don't know how I can work for this company and be of use to them when I have, like, it's just not in me. Like, I needed to work for a company that I felt like, okay, I love what I'm doing and the creativeness is just going to flow to me. And I knew that I would thrive in that type of setting. So I didn't want to set myself up for failure. Um Ideally, I wanted to work in an industry like beauty or um, makeup, you know, like it was the same thing. Um, I don't know about fashion because I I don't know too much about like brands and like fat, like fashion in that sense. Um, but I do love makeup, you know, and so I was constantly stalking to see if like Fenty Beauty had anything um, and I just got denied every single opportunity that I applied to. I even started trying to reach out to like local things and I still kept getting denied and I'm still doing this. I'm still applying to these places. I'm more than halfway through my master's program and I decided to get my master's in business admin. Don't ask me why. I don't even know why and I hate it. I hate what I'm doing right now. But I'm just pushing through because I felt like it would open more opportunities for me. And now I feel like I'm not in a place to quit, um, nor do I want to, nor do I want to quit. (laughs) But I'm just not enjoying it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this degree and I'm definitely not going to 
work as a business, you know, analyst. Fuck that. I hate numbers. I'm dyslexic. Um, I, I just also no interest to me. So I'm like, really, what am I doing here? So this is, I think this year, the beginning of this year was kind of where I had to dig deeper because I just was starting to feel so inadequate, so inadequate. Like, okay, I have a job. I'm very thankful. I'm blessed. Um, you know, I'm making some income. It's nothing compared to what I was making at T-Mobile. It's a humble job, but I love where I work. I love my coworkers. I love the, the friends that have turned into family. Um, I love that I have a consistent schedule. I am happy that I'm going to school. I'm happy that I was, um, you know, provided a 50% off my tuition scholarship and it just, I am like, okay, I have all of these opportunities. I'm trying to focus on the great. I'm trying to be grateful and, um, just find gratitude for the places, the place that I'm at in my life right now. And I do, and I'm very grateful. I'm great, very grateful for the, the opportunities that I've been given, but I'm like, okay, I'm 30 years old. I have a shed that I turned into a semi-tiny home in my parents' backyard. And yes, it's my own space that I have cultivated and I have made my my sanctuary like it is my safe space. And I'm grateful for it, extremely grateful for it. But I didn't think that I would be 30 and living at home with two kids and being a single mom. Like a part of me just feels like, Maybe, I don't know, I I wouldn't call myself a failure, but a part of myself was just like, this is not where you're supposed to be right now at this point of your life. And I kid you not, um, shortly before deciding to create this podcast, I was feeling really down and out about myself. Like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, where is my life supposed to go? Like, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to find, when am I going to find the the career for me? Like, where, what is it that I want to do with my life? Because these degrees are taking me nowhere. And here I am getting a third degree. I'm getting a master's. And yes, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a boss ass woman. Um, um, I'm a chingona con diploma. Like, with, but like, I'm like, where am I going in my life? What am I, where am I going? Like, what, what is my career going to be? How am I going to be able to support my girls? How do I get myself out of my parents' house and into my own place? And how do I build generational wealth? And these are just things that I've been journaling about for days and days and weeks and months and years and I'm not there yet and it just it was very disheartening when I would think about it and I felt like there was no space for me I felt like there was no place for a woman like me um, a young Latina who enjoys writing where that's where her creative brain keeps wanting to take her and I'm like I'm not going to make anything out of my life writing you know this is what I had this is what I had told myself right after I had you know found out I was pregnant with Abby and I just knew that the plans I had for my future were no longer and 
that part of me still existed inside. And I was like, I'm so good at it and I love it. But how can I do what I want? How can I write what I want and make a living out of it, you know? So then I started exploring copywriting. But I'm like, okay, how do I get into that? I couldn't really find anything about getting into copywriting that didn't involve me buying a course from some white lady, um, you know, telling me what to do, like, and how to achieve that. And as a Latina, I'm not given the same opportunities as this white woman probably has. I don't have the same resources that she has. And so I'm really glad that I didn't pay for that class because something was telling me like, you're not really going to get much benefit out of it. Like, yeah, you might learn some things, but as far as like the opportunity goes, it's not going to be the same for you. And maybe where, where the places that she's copywriting for are not the same places that you're going to want to copyright for. These are not the things that you want to do. And so I was like, okay, where else can I find inspiration? And I have a friend that I met in one of my classes at national in my bachelor's program, Anissa. Um, and we had a group project together and I remember we were on FaceTime, we were discussing and at the end of our session, she was like, you're hella cool. Do you got an IG? And I was like, yeah. So we like added each other on IG and she goes, oh my God, how do you know Professor McCormick? And I was like, well, he was one of my professors at, at Southwestern College. Uh, and she goes, oh, did you study journalism? And I said, yeah, I did. And, you know, come to find out she did too. And we're going and getting our bachelor's for the same degree. And um, I love her. We still have each other on IG. And she went on to do amazing things. I am so proud of her. She is working for USC. Um, she does a segment called Health. Um, I think it's Health in Black or Black, Black Health or something like that. I'm, I'm probably butchering it. I should go check IG. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but I am so inspired by her because... She is living my dream right now. She is an Afro-Latina who is letting her voice be heard, who is letting voices of other Black people be heard. And she is doing the motherfucking damn thing. And she is writing about things that are passionate to her. She is making segments that are relatable to people in her community. And it just makes me so happy for her. Like I absolutely love the space that she has created and that is what I want to do and it has inspired me because I'm like, you know what? I can do that too. I can create a community. I can create a space for other women that are like me that don't feel like there's a space out there for them because let's be honest, like as a Latina, I don't really feel like there is a space in journalism that doesn't involve being on broadcast, being half naked and blonde or have black hair with you know a perfect body and I'm just not that like I I don't I, I don't want to be in that space I want to create a space for other Latinas like me who are confused who are scared who have passions and don't know what to do with them who are mothers who are embarking on a healing journey who just want a sense of community and want to see other women and people who look like them and it really she inspired me and I need to tag her and I need to tell her this because I don't really I don't know if I ever like really expressed this to her but she it was the catalyst for me wanting to move forward with this because 
this is how I feel I can get my story out and how I can connect with other people and build that community that I've been longing for for such a long time. So thank you, Anissa, for helping create this storm and fire that's inside of me right now and showing me that it's possible to to go after your passion and to live your best fucking life doing what you want and writing about things that are are special to you and although I haven't gotten to the writing portion yet I think that me speaking my truth is really helping me um, come back to that creative sense that existed in me at some point Um, it's helping me tap back into that journalistic part of me that I just fell so in love with and I can't wait. I can't wait to like just continue on this path of podcasting and turning in turning it into something else, maybe a blog, maybe who knows? Who knows? But it starts here and it doesn't end here, but it starts here. And I just want to remind every single one of you who is listening to this episode, if you have a passion, if you have something, a hobby, something that brings you joy and you're afraid to show it to the world because you're afraid of the criticism that you might get because you're afraid of what people might think of your work. Who gives a fuck? Remember that. Who gives a fuck? Because regardless, if you show people your talents, if you express yourself to the world, who you are as an individual, even if you don't show those parts of you, There are going to be people in this world who love you and there's going to be people in this world that don't like you. And that goes for for anything. I mean, even if you're trying to hide yourself from the world to protect yourself, if you're hiding those parts of you and you feel like, okay, well, if I don't show these parts or if I act like I'm humble and I don't, um, you know, express my talents to the world, people will, you know, not think that I'm xyz people are going to think you're xyz regardless because people's opinions of you don't matter how people feel if they have negative feelings towards you it's just a reflection of how they feel about themselves and i've learned this throughout the years that hiding the truest parts of me wasn't going to protect me it was actually hurting me more because i wasn't being true and authentic to myself i was trying to fit in I was trying to seem less needy. I was trying to seem like I was being humble or whatever. And I was actually hurting myself because I wasn't being real. And when you are real and when you are authentic and you're living in your truest self and you're doing what really makes you happy, the right people are going to come to you. The right people are going to support you. The right people are going to love you. And those are the people that you want in your life. The people that choose to criticize you, to, you know, based on these things, based on um, the things, the parts of yourself that you choose to show to the world, those are the people that you don't need in your life. And apparently you have triggered something in them and that is a sign for them um, that they need to heal that part of themselves. But again, that has nothing to do with you. And how people treat you is just a reflection of how they feel about themselves. And when I remind myself of this as life goes on, it gives me such a good sense of belonging in my own self. Because I know that as long as I'm being true to me, 
I am going to attract the right people. And that's exactly what has happened. Um, in just this past year alone, as I really, really began discovering my true self and setting boundaries and saying no to things that didn't feel good to me anymore, um, I all of a sudden have such great people in my life. Like I met Maddie this past year. Um, she is my best friend. I love that woman so much. Like she um, has just she is a big sister to me and it's crazy because you wouldn't even like we're hanging out and you would think that we're like I like twins um but she is she is um older than me and she is like a the big sister that I wish I always had and I love her so much I love the fact that we can talk about anything and everything we literally have 20 conversations in one um she gives me the best advice and she's genuinely always there for me. And I love that in our friendship, there's moments where both Scorpios, by the way, so we're both feisty as fuck. But I love that in the in the fact that when we, when maybe we're acting a little, a little childish or something, like we'll call each other out and be like, hey, like, you know, and it's just, it's a true example of what a genuine friendship is supposed to be like. And I would have never been able to accept that type of friendship if I didn't start healing, if I didn't start understanding, um, you know, what, what authenticity was. And she embodies that. And that's why we click so well. Um, aside from that, you know, I've made a lot of friends at work who have turned into family, um, you know, like Amber, Chris, Cal, um, who else am I missing? You know, Carrie, she's cool. Like, I just love the people that I work with. And I love the connections that I've built. And I wouldn't have been able to build these connections if I didn't know or didn't was afraid to be me, um, was afraid to show who I am, because I know I'm being my true, real fucking self. And these people might think, oh, my God, some days like Sylvia's crazy as hell. But they love me for me. And I know that because I'm being me, I'm being who I am, and they still want to be around me. And also, as you begin to start steering away from that imposter syndrome and reminding yourself that you belong in that space, like I belong to be, I, I belong here, I'm supposed to be here. Like this is the room for me. I may feel a little off right now because that's just my trauma coming up. But no, reminding yourself, I deserve to be in this space. I deserve to show my talents to the world. I deserve this because I want it. And because I want it, that means that I'm good enough for it. And you just have to keep telling yourself that. And I know it's like, uh, it's so scary. It's so hard. And it is scary. And it is hard. But that's when doing the work matters. That's when you show yourself your inner self that you trust yourself like, hey, I know that this is something that you want to do. I know that you're good at this. I know that you're good at, at 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 podcasting. I know that you're good at taking photos. I know that you're good at making music. I know that you're good at writing. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show the world and I'm not I'm going to not be afraid because the more that I keep doing the things that I want for myself, I teach myself that I matter. And I promise if you keep going your day-to-day -day life like that, small changes make all the difference. And then before you know it, you'll be living a whole new life and you're like, 
wow, I'm here. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I never thought that I'd get to this point in my life before where I feel authentic, where I feel my true self, where I feel like me. I didn't, I never felt like me before. Like, I didn't even know who me was. I didn't know who I was. And I began to learn myself by doing the things that I kept was being nudged to do. Um, by saying no to things that I needed to say no to. By saying yes to things that I wanted to say yes to. By opening up opportunities for myself and taking a jump and taking a risk, like starting a podcast. Um, these are all things that I did to battle that imposter syndrome to remind myself that I am worthy of everything that I desire in this world. I want millions of dollars. The millions of dollars are on their way to me because I'm making space for it, because I'm doing the things that I feel called to, because I know that by being me, opportunities are going to arise. By standing in my truth, I'm going to get there and you will too. You just have to keep reminding yourself that, that you are worthy of everything that you want in this life. Everything. Nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits. You want to move to a new country? Fuck yeah, you can move to a new country. Um, now, how are we going to get there? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay, you want to start a business. All right, let's do it. Like anything you want can be yours. Just go for it. Just make the jump. Start by doing one small thing that's going to help you to get there. And on an end note, I just want to remind you that even if you feel like you're not going to get the support or haven't been getting the support of your friends or family, um, strangers are waiting to see what you have to offer. Strangers are going to gladly pay your price for what you have to offer. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I was like kind of down and out where like, oh, I feel like my friends and my family don't support like my goals. Um, you know, like when I started a small keto bakery business that was home-based, I was like, who the fuck is going to want to order from me, you know? But then it started off with like a, a few small order from a few small orders from Instagram friends. And then I felt nudged to create a, an Instagram profile for it. So I did that. And I started building a following like really quickly and then quickly and then even more than that. And then people were like wanting me to ship orders and it blew up. And then I started doing um, pop ups and I had people driving from L.A., Orange County just to come and get some of my desserts. And it was like a what? Like I've never even interacted with these people in my life they know me and they know what I have and they know that I'm a value and they made this trip to buy my desserts because they want to try them. They know that they're good. Like they know that I'm worth it. And that was like, oh my gosh, it was so eye-opening for me because I would have never thought. And so that is just a reminder for you that anything you are feeling like a passion project, go for it. Because even if your friends and family aren't there supporting you, there's people out there that are going to. Um, and that's the same thing that I keep reminding myself about this podcast. As many times as I've shared it, 
Um, you know, I'm looking at like my followers on uh, Spotify and Apple and it's like, okay, I only got 16 followers on Apple. I only got 11 followers on Spotify. And I'm like, man, that's kind of low, like considering how many people I have on IG and how many people are looking at my damn stories. I'm like, all 200 of y'all like should be following, you know, like that's just like where your mind automatically goes, right? Like if you're really my friend or if you really like loved me, you'd support me. And that's not always the truth. That's not always how it goes. Um, and I can't like bring myself down about that. Um, I can't focus my energy on the people who aren't supporting me. I have to focus my energy on the ones that are. Um, and I promise you, it's so worth it. It's so worth it to do the things that you want to do and remind yourself again and again and again that you are worth it and that you deserve to be in that space. And it doesn't matter if there's already a million people that are doing the same thing that you want to do. They're not you. I truly hope that you guys have an amazing week and I appreciate you for sticking through with me and for listening to this episode and for your support because again as I mentioned today it's people like you supporting me that are going to remind you that people like me and people like you are going to support you in whatever it is that you want to do and I wish you all of the success and happy April I cannot believe we are in April but anyway I will talk to you guys next week bye